This episode contains adult language and topics that may be disturbing for some listeners. Such topics include suicide, drug use, physical or sexual abuse of a child. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Grant. And I'm Erica. And this is From From Crime Crime to to Crime. Crime. Welcome back to From Crime to Crime. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Just booked our rooms for CrimeCon. Yeah, we did. Put it on my tab. Yeah. 2023 in Orlando, baby. If you guys are going to CrimeCon, let us know and- uh... We'll book you a room. No. I'm not gonna... But maybe we'll <laughs> no? meet up or something. Oh. We... It, does he... Do you really think anyone wants to do a meet and greet? No. I don't even want to meet and greet with you. I'm glad your wife's coming so that I don't have to spend that much time with you. <laughs> She's coming, but she's not coming to CrimeCon. She could care less about that. Yeah, so. I know. But... You will be spending most of your time with me. Yeah, great. And we even got a room together, huh? All three of us? Yeah, of course. All right. Well, I don't want to be by myself, and my husband won't go. <laughs> There's a party in our room. All right, well, let's get into this week's case, because it could be pretty long. Lots to cover, huh? Yeah, kind of. So we're looking at a case today from Illinois. So it starts in April 2006. I was just thinking about people who say Illinois and like how annoying that is. Did I say Illinois? No, 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 not at all. (laughs) I was just, I was thinking about Illinois and the, like, I thought of the spelling and I was like, man, people say Illinois. (laughs) I was like, did I say that? Sorry. No, you're, you're good. You know, you said Illinois. All right. So April of 2006. We have to know before we go any further, what was the number one song? Uh, It was What Hurts the Most by Rascal Flatts. Oh, man. Yeah. I 100% had that Try again. What was number two? (laughs) (laughs) What was number two? I don't know. I don't like number one. I don't look up number two. That's losers. Uh, Well, that was number one in this (laughs) case. (laughs) Oh, I used to love Rascal Flatts. Anyway. Well, stop. Well, but I was young and dumb back then, so it's fine. So Ashley Reeves is also young. She's a junior in high school, and she lives with her mom and dad and her little sister, Casey. And she had a lot of friends. She played basketball. She was really well-liked. And she had a pretty serious boyfriend named Jeremy. They'd been together for like two years. So for high school, that's very serious. Yeah, no, I mean, that's pretty much a lifetime. Yeah. And he seems like a real decent guy. Her parents like him. He's real nice, wholesome. In fact, on Wednesday, the 26th of April, he switched cars with her so that he could change the oil in her car while she was at school. Oh, he's sweet and he's handy. Yeah, I was like, damn, marriage material, kid. Get after it. Yeah. Was he actually going to do it or was he going to take it in? Because it doesn't make a lot of sense to do it yourself anymore. Might as well just take it in. Yeah, but this was 2006. People did do it themselves then. Yeah, I actually, I think I've changed my oil like three times. And I think in 2006 was one of those times. I don't buy that at all. Well, I don't do it anymore. I take it to Jiffy Lube or whatever and have somebody go underneath the car. It's it's pretty much the same price and like way faster for them to do it. So does your car have oil? Uh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. The current one does. All, they've all they've all had oil. <laughs> and, um, I just wonder because you know you have one of those plug-in cars. Christine was still in high school in 2006. So so was I. Uh, we definitely that. Well, for half of the year. But yeah, we weren't anywhere near together at that time. So she wasn't forcing me to buy EV vehicles yet. Yeah. 
So Ashley also had a job interview that afternoon. So she picked up her little sister from school and drove her home and then left and told her sister that she was going to this interview in Fairview Heights, which is like 15 minutes from their house in Milstad. It's not very far. So by 10 or 10.30, which was her curfew, her parents hadn't heard from her at all and they started getting kind of worried and they started calling her and she wasn't answering texting her they started calling and texting her friends and when her friends started calling her and she wasn't answering her parents got super worried they were like okay well if she's like avoiding us major red flags yeah like if she's avoiding us because of her curfew she wouldn't be avoiding her friends right so her parents call the police and normally they do that 24-hour bullshit where they're like Well, call us tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, but the officer that took this report from her parents could tell this was serious just by the tone of her parents' panic. You know, he was like, wow, this must really not be like her if they're this panicked. I mean, we we need to have that kind of like, not enthusiasm, but that kind of like oomph for everybody. Even if, if they're underage, we have to know where they are. Totally. And this case is exactly why. So they get on it right away and they start calling her friends, driving around looking for, you know, the police. They're they're not like full panic mode, but they're like, this is not good. You know, this girl doesn't normally do this. So by the next morning, they find Jeremy's truck parked at a place called Ladderman Park, which is about 15 minutes from her house. She was not in the car, though, but her clothes for the interview were and some basketball clothes. So now it's real serious because the police police were like where the hell is she if she's not with the car she was driving where is she yeah where'd she end up yeah so they interview ashley's friends and they also bring her boyfriend jeremy in to question him because obviously it's always the boyfriend i would disagree with that but i get where you're coming from It's almost always the husband or the boyfriend. Allegedly. Yeah. But the police in this case figure out pretty quickly that Jeremy is not involved. They think he's super sincere. He wasn't even in town that night. He had gone to see his uncle's band play at a, in a different town. They believe him that he has no idea where Ashley is and he just wants to find her. But they keep interviewing him because he's the closest person to her. So they're like, you've got to know something. And they find out from him that they switched cars on Wednesday so that he could change her oil. And he hadn't talked to her since about noon on Thursday because he wanted to switch cars back. And she said no because she had that interview and then she was going to go play basketball after that interview. And then he was going out of town for his uncle's band thing. And so they kind of just like agreed, okay, we'll switch cars tomorrow, whatever. And she told him like, call me later if you have time. And he's like, okay. And then they hung up and he was really upset because he didn't call her that night. He said he got busy at his uncle's thing and he didn't call her. Dang. Yeah. And with the kind of guy he is, he probably really like weighed on him pretty heavy, I would imagine. Yeah. Which sucks. But in the meantime, they're also talking to her friends and family. And her friends and family are telling the cops about this guy named Sam that she's been hanging out with a lot lately and playing basketball with. Her friends kind of mentioned him. And then her mom had printed out her cell phone bill the night before when they were looking for her. And they started calling Uh all the numbers that she had been calling recently. And one of them that she had been calling a lot was this guy named Sam. And 
when her mom called him, he was out at a line dancing club and was real, like, nonchalant. And he's like, oh, no, I haven't seen her. I haven't talked to her since, like, early this morning. But her aunt, who was really close with her, was like, no, he knows more than what he's saying because they have some super secret friendship that I don't like. And her aunt kind of, like, spilled the beans to her family. Like, she's been talking to this guy a lot and he wants their relationship to be secret and it's really awkward. And she's like, I don't like it. He knows more. So the friends and family were all telling the police this. So the police asked Jeremy, who is this Sam guy? And Jeremy's like, oh, he's just a friend of ours. And they're like, yeah, but who is he? And he's like, well, he's a 26-year-old high school teacher and coach. And, and they immediately were like, wait, wait. The 26-year-old teacher and coach is hanging out with a 16-year-old? Yeah, 17. She's 17. Uh, oh, 17. That doesn't look right. No. They also find out that he dubs as like an amateur wrestler on the weekends. and his, No way. Yeah. And his stage name is The Teacher. No way. Yeah. Dude, what a lame-o. Yeah. I was like, that's- Get ready for The Teacher. Yeah, I was like, like how not creative uh, can you be? Okay. The Teacher, huh? Yeah. That's stupid. This guy's an idiot. Only thing cool about him is he goes line dancing. I like that. Yeah. So the police are like, why is this teacher hanging out with a 17-year-old, like you said? And they ask Jeremy if there's anything romantic going on between Ashley and this Sam guy. And Jeremy's like, no, man, did you miss the part where she's my girlfriend? Like, no. Yeah, they just, they both just like basketball. They just like to hang out. He, She plays. He's a coach. They're just practicing. Yeah, and it turns out that that is kind of how they met. He was a TA in her middle school. And when she was in the- I'm not- Oh, I like this a lot less again, and I already yeah. didn't like it. Yeah, when she was in the seventh grade, he was her, like, TA and assistant basketball coach or something. And then they didn't that see each so other strange. for a long time. And then he happened to be friends with people who were friends with her boyfriend, Jeremy, and they ran into each other. And she was like, hey, you used to be my coach. And he's like, oh, Wait, that's weird. He was friends with people who were her boyfriend's friends. Yes. Wasn't her boyfriend, like, also in high school? No, her boyfriend was a few years older than her. He was already out of high school. Oh, all right. But he was not still a 26-year-old teacher. Yeah. yeah, still weird. He was a couple years older than her. So it is weird. The whole thing's weird. But we're it, it gets weirder, so just buckle up. Okay. We talked about getting, like, noises and stuff. I wish I had a buckle-up sound for yeah. noise. If you guys think that we should add sound effects to our podcast- No, uh, I've already said no, Grant. I, but if the listeners say yes, it's they're... a totally different thing. <sighs> Uh, just go to our Instagram at From Crime to Crime and let us know if you'd like a sound effect to go with it because I found a board that will play sound effects and clearly Erica won't let me have one. No, because it's stupid. All right, come on. Laugh track. <laughs> so they asked Jeremy if anything romantic's going on. He's like, no, guys, she's my girlfriend. He's my friend. They just both like basketball. He says that he trusts her and him, but he's like, I definitely trust her. She's my girlfriend. There's nothing going on. And he tells them, like, Sam's a good guy. Like, he one wouldn't do that and he definitely wouldn't like hurt her or anything like he wouldn't be the reason she's missing but when the police talk to Ashley's friends they're singing a little different tune than Jeremy is they think there is something going on with Sam and Ashley like more than just friends I think everybody who's not Jeremy thinks that there might be more going on yeah So the police are like, okay, well, who the hell is this guy? So they go to the high school on Friday. They pull Sam out of school to come chat at the police station. And he was super cooperative, cordial, everything. And when they ask him, 
hey, what's up with you and Ashley? He says the same thing Jeremy said, that they're just friends, that he used to be her TA when she was in middle school. They hadn't seen each other in a long time. He didn't even really remember her, but she remembered him. And they just reconnected and started hanging out and playing basketball. But it's still weird to call him friend, right? That's still a weird thing to call a 16-year-old. Like, oh yeah, that's my friend. 17. 17-year-old. Like, that's still a weird thing to, like, yeah, that's my... That's my friend. Yeah, I think it's weird. 26. 100%. Okay, good. I just, I just want to make sure because yeah, it's weird. It is weird. And, and the, like, but this can't be his excuse then. So well, that's going yeah, we'll to get going with the, the excuses get better. The cops okay. think it's weird too. Oh, good. All right, cool. Yeah, but they're still finding out more info from her friends and her family and Jeremy. So they interview him, ask him a couple of questions. He's just like, no, nah, I haven't seen her, man. Like, we're just like casual friends who play basketball every once in a while. Like, I have no idea. So they let him leave and go back to school. But a couple of hours later, after interviewing more friends and family, they just can't shake that Sam has to know more. His name keeps popping up over and over. She's been calling and texting him back and forth a lot lately, according to the phone bill. Even Jeremy said they talk a lot, and her sister said they talk a lot, her aunt. So they just can't shake it. So they bring him back in on Friday afternoon, and they press him a little bit harder than they did the first time. For the first couple hours, he's still singing the same tune. And then he finally breaks a little bit and he changes his story and he tells them that he's been avoiding her lately because he thinks that she has a crush on him and that she's getting like a little bit obsessed with him. Okay. And so according to him, she calls and texts him 24-7 and it was making him uncomfortable because he thought, she had a crush on him and he's like whoa that's inappropriate and I didn't I was kind of trying to avoid her so the cops are like okay well then finally something that makes sense yeah kind of except they're like okay so if you're telling us that she calls and texts you 24 7 but you didn't hear from her all day today and all day yesterday isn't that a little weird yeah and he's like uh you know it kind of trips him up a little bit and he's like oh yeah I just thought that she like got the hint that I wasn't interested but the cops aren't buying it so they keep pressuring him and he still is saying that he didn't meet up with her at the park that they didn't play basketball that he literally went line dancing and went home in fact he was caught on video line dancing at the club so that part is true there's video of him line dancing that night at the club heck yeah there was yeah so the cops keep pressing though because they're like he's got to know something like something is weird with this guy they start to tell him that his white mustang was seen by witnesses at the park and at first he's like no no, are you sure it was mine? Are it it was it couldn't have been mine. Are you sure it's mine? And they're like, "Yeah, Sam, you're the only douchebag in town that drives a Mustang." Like <laughs> because they're for 16-year-old girls and old old men if it's like a classic one. Like regular people don't drive Mustangs. Uh people in the military for sure do. Really? Is that like a thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a whole like thing that like people in the military, like once they get like their first like check or whatever, like they buy themselves like a huge muscle car, like a Mustang or um, other muscle cars. Um, <laughs> you don't know any muscle cars. <laughs> well, other muscle cars yeah. are fine, but like Mustangs are not. I don't know. I've never known a guy who's driven a Mustang. Oh, yeah. Especially like a Shelby Mustang. Those things are real cool. But uh, and the old ones. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of the the newer ones. But yeah, no, there's there's people who buy those things for sure. Okay. well, anyway, they tell him like, no, Sam, it was your Mustang. 
obviously. So he finally breaks down and tells them that he did have a relationship with her. Okay. So now he's going to jail. Great. Yeah. I like where this is but, going. But wait, Grant. It's oh, okay. not what you think because he is adamant that they did not kiss or anything. And the cops are like, well, what the fuck are you talking about then? Yeah. What is what? We know your friends. Like that's you've said that. So this is what he says. He never kissed. He never kissed. Did you hear that? That they never kissed? So what I heard was that they kissed. And then I heard, and then we kissed. And then we kissed. But <laughs> but he said, we uh, never kissed. Just. We never kissed. All right. So let me play you the rest of it. So after, now we're sure that they've never kissed. Let me finish playing you the audio. Okay. They've never kissed. He never kissed. He never kissed. Yes, we did have sex in the back of the vehicle there. And. After that day, I felt absolutely terrible about that. Well, he certainly made sure that they didn't kiss. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, and gosh. Like, what no the that. fuck, no kissing. dude? <laughs> we didn't kiss. Nope, we didn't kiss. That's way too intimate. Not for us. That wasn't our style. Yeah, it's like being that adamant about that is like being like, oh, mom, I didn't break your favorite coffee cup, I promise. But I did burn the house to the ground while you were at work. Like, the fuck are you talking about? That is way yeah. worse. We were hoping you'd have only kissed her. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like you really jumped the gun on that, man. Yeah. Or not the gun, but you really jumped, I don't know, jumped the shark. Uh, no, that's for TV. You really, you really, <laughs> you really did it this time. Yeah. He's like really missing the point here. It's like, that just makes you sound like you're bad in bed. Wh- like how do you even have sex without kissing? hysterical. Oh, well, that's what I was saying. Like, it's very like, he's just watched porn a bunch of times and was like, yeah, that's just what happens. Like. I don't know. They just go straight into it. So anyway, he finally admits that he did meet up with her that afternoon, but it was to break it off, that he couldn't keep going with this affair because he knew it was wrong. (laughs) Why? They never kissed. What was so wrong about it, dude? (laughs) Well, because they had sex, Grant. Come on. I know. That's definitely wrong. He's taking care of. Yeah, I know. That's the joke. Don't ruin it. Yeah. So anyway, this is. He knew he couldn't keep going with this affair because he knew it was wrong. He even said this. I felt absolutely terrible about that. I felt like, like almost like I took advantage of a 17-year-old girl. So he feels like he almost <laughs> took advantage of a 17-year-old girl. Uh, Yeah. Well, he didn't kiss her. So I guess that almost isn't quite right. But what the hell, man? Like, what world is he living in? You absolutely took advantage of a 16-year-old girl, you moron. 17. I don't know why you're obsessed with her being 16. I Let's not say I'm obsessed with that, but... <laughs> I just have that in my mind. Yeah, uh, but anyway, yeah. I don't either. Well, Andy said he promised himself that he would never take advantage of a underage girl like in when he started his profession as a teacher. It's like, okay, if you have to have Wait that conversation <laughs> with yourself, he had to make he had to make a deal with himself. On that's this? what he said. He made a promise to himself <laughs> that he would never do that. And it's like, okay, if oh you have to God. make that promise, Like, if you're a teacher right now and you've made that deal with yourself, like, probably stop being a teacher right this second. Like, that shouldn't even be a thing. Right? Oh, my God. Yeah. That is, like, you are a predator. Yeah. Which is exactly what the cops are thinking at this point. They're like, okay, so this guy, something is going on here. So they keep trying to get him to talk, and every couple hours he gives them, like, another little something. Like, he wouldn't admit he was at the park, and then he finally did. And then he wouldn't admit they had a relationship, and then he finally did. So he finally admits that he had met up with her that afternoon, but it was to break it off. 
Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. That's what I already said that. Sorry. That's yeah. where we went. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's fine. We're going to get a little bit more out of him now. Yeah. He says that after he broke it off, she was pissed and started freaking out and wouldn't stop screaming and yelling at him. So he told her to get out of the car. And apparently- she- If for no other reason, that's why you don't get involved with a 17-year-old girl. Because, yeah, that is going to be the reaction you're going to get. Yeah, totally. If for no other reason will stop you, yeah. that should be it. Yeah. So she wouldn't got she wouldn't get out and so he says he got out and went to the passenger side and physically pulled her out of the car and left her on the side of the road. And that's when he said he left and he went and got new tires on his car or something and then he went line dancing. Wow. So the cops are like, "Okay, let me get this straight just so we're all on the same page. You've been sleeping with a 17-year-old girl." <laughs> You, but not kissing her. Not kissing her. Don't kiss her. Yeah. You break it off. She flips out and then you leave her on the side of the road. And he's like, yeah, totally. That's what happened. And they're like, yeah, but then why is she missing? Like, you're still not giving us everything. And he's like, no, that's that's all I know, dude. I left her on the side of the road. She went crazy and I left her on the side of the road. Well, guess what, moron? You just said that it's your fault that she was left on the side of the road. Yeah. So, well. Now it's your fault. Yeah. That's when the cops ask him. So when her mom called you that night and said she never came home. Yeah. On your way home from line dancing, why did you not drive by where you left her? Or where you knew her car was to see if she made it back to her car? Or like, if you got in a big fight with her and left her on the side of the road because you were just so done with it when she came up missing why wouldn't you go to the last place that you saw her yeah absolutely like oh shit (laughs) yeah like i mean that's an oh shit moment yeah no doubt of course but obviously he didn't because he knew what had happened but he still wasn't ready to tell the cops so his reason that he gives the cops for not doing that was because if she got hit by a car and was maimed on the side of the road. Oh my. <laughs> wow. He wouldn't be able to stomach that because he has a weak tummy. Aww. He couldn't even watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie because he like still has nightmares about it because of the gore. So he's like, I couldn't handle seeing that. And the cops were like, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. If somebody hit her with their car, they would have stopped and called an ambulance. Why would your brain automatically think she was lying dead on the side of the road? Like, what are you talking about? God. So at this point, Sam asks for a bathroom break. I think he knows he's blowing this. Like, I think he went into this thinking he was going to, like, just straighten this whole thing out. And now he's like, oh, shit, I'm fucking up big time. Yeah, what a moron. Yeah. Plus, we're hours into this interview at this point. Like, this interview ends up being, like, 12 hours long total. So we're hours into this. So when he asks for a bathroom break, he goes to the bathroom. And when he comes back, he runs into a detective that he knows, like, personally. Oh, like, Yeah, apparently this Sam guy, when he was in high school, took the Explorer program thing. And this detective was like his Explorer teacher or whatever, his law enforcement teacher. So this detective knew him. He knew a little bit about Sam's personal life. And he knew that he lived with his mom and his grandma. And he was like kind of a mommy's boy. Like he did everything that his mommy and his grandma say. And they kind of cleaned up after him whenever he messed up. So he like knew a little bit about his background. And so he asked the detectives that were interviewing him if he could take a crack at him. Because he had like a rapport with him. Nice. They were like, yes, please. Because every time we talk to him, he tells us a new thing. So might as well let somebody who knows him talk to him maybe he'll tell you everything i i would like to know do we know anything about this encounter like was, was he walked to the bathroom in handcuffs and, or you know oh, i don't did know he just go by himself and like they saw each other at the urinal 
or do we know? No, he was he was escorted. At this point, he's being detained. They know he's involved. He's not free to leave. Okay. So I don't think he's free to go to the bathroom, which is going to be a whole nother problem for him later on. Okay. I'm excited to hear that. Yeah. So as soon as the detective brought up his mom and his grandma, you could see in this interview tape, you could see like a, fl- a switch was flipped. Something connected with him. And the detective was telling him like, what would your mom and your grandma want you to do? Like, you know, if they were here, they would tell you to do the right thing. And we know you're not telling us the whole truth and blah, blah, blah. Wow. So at that point, he finally broke down and he told the detective that he and Ashley met at the park and then they got in his car. They got in an argument when he broke up with her and she snapped and he grabbed her in like a wrestling chokehold type move because she was coming at him and attacking him. And remember, he's an amateur wrestler, so he knows all these (laughs) stupid. And I forgot that the teacher was here. Yeah. So he says he grabbed her in like a wrestling chokehold move. And then when he tried to pull her out of the car with that position, he says he heard a loud pop in her neck and she went limp. Oh, Mm -hmm. they don't teach you that in the wrestling university. Yeah. So the detective is like, okay, so you hurt her. It was an accident. You know, we could still fix this. You need to tell us where she is, you know, and all that stuff. And he's like, there's more. Hold on. And they were like, oh, okay. He told them that he didn't really know what to do and she was still breathing. So instead of calling 911, like most people who accidentally break their girlfriend's neck might do. Yeah, but most people aren't aren't in a really illegal relationship with a 17-year-old either. Yeah. So. so he said he didn't know what to do and she was still breathing. So naturally, he strangled her. Oh my, that is extreme. Wow, I didn't see that coming. I really didn't. I kind of thought he's just going to leave her or something. No, and he also thought it was extreme. You know, remember his weak stomach, his weak tummy? (laughs) He couldn't stomach strangling her. So he gave up on that after a little bit and he took off his belt and wrapped it around her neck. Oh my God. Oh my God. He said he strangled her with his belt until she turned the sickest color he had ever seen and she was foaming at the mouth dude this is this guy snapped like he was enjoying this for sure yeah so he said he let go and that she was still breathing so he wrapped the belt around her neck again and he put his foot on her shoulder for leverage oh my god yeah and he says he strangled her as hard as he could for as long as he could until the belt snapped in half oh what the hell? Yeah. He didn't have to do it like that. Like he was getting Yeah. He was getting pleasure out of this. Yeah. No question. So then he wow. said he carried her into the woods as far as he could and dumped her body and then he said that he ran. He just left her in the woods in the rain and he left and he got tires and he went line dancing like nothing happened. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he went to school the next day, everything, like none of it ever happened. What does it take for somebody to do that? That is extreme. I don't know. And then just go live their life as normal. Well, it's a selfish per I mean, he was more concerned about his career and his reputation than he was about her life. He didn't want anybody to find out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but this, I don't know if this was the answer. <laughs> no, it's obviously Damn. not. But it's what he did. Gosh, man. I Crazy. Yeah. So early on Saturday morning, like 2 or 3 a.m., remember, she went missing Thursday afternoon. So by Saturday morning, they had a confession. 
Sam led them through the woods in the rain with flashlights and video cameras to where he dumped her body. And when they came across Ashley's body, the detectives were devastated. Sure. She was laying in the mud. Her neck was tweaked in like a very unnatural position. She was covered in thousands of bug bites. One of the investigators said that she was clearly deceased. Like it was traumatic for them. But then one of the other investigators leaned down and saw her chest move. No way. Yeah. Was there something inside of her, like something burrow in her body? No, no, no. She was alive. She was breathing. What? No, no way. Yeah. After more than 30 hours laying out in the elements, the rain, the cold, the insects, everything, she was alive. Oh, my God. Yeah. They shined their flashlights in her eyes and they could see her eyes moving, but she was unresponsive. When the EMTs and the firefighters got there, they had to use chainsaws to clear a path out of the woods because she was so deep in the woods. They had to cut down trees to get to her? I don't know if it was trees or bushes or what, but yeah, they had to clear a path to get her out on a stretcher because they had to put her in the neck brace and on a backboard and everything because of her injury. I never thought about that before, but like, yeah, like... I. What do you do? Yeah, in the they woods? couldn't just pick her up and carry her out. Yeah. I mean, are firefighters trained to be like makeshift lumberjacks when need be? Yeah. Oh, are they? Oh. Yeah. I had no I mean, I knew they had experience with chainsaws, but cutting down trees and bushes is Yeah, especially I'm sure if they're firefighters in a rural area. Maybe firefighters in like LA might not be, but Yeah. When you're somewhere where there's woods around, I'm sure. Yeah. Wow. I never really thought about that. That is insane. These guys are these guys are heroes, man. Yeah. So even though she was alive when they found her, it did not look good. The EMTs and the detectives and everybody, they didn't think she would even make it to the hospital. Like they didn't think she was going to make it out of the woods. Any idea how long it took to get her out of the woods? Yeah, they said it was over an hour. Wow. Which is a long time when somebody's barely clinging to life. With that kind Absolutely. of but, an I mean, injury. Absolutely. But luckily, they have a lot of those things that are transportable to get to her. So though it's still a ways to get her to the hospital, like they can get what she needs, hopefully, pretty quickly. Yeah, but it wasn't looking good. Uh, doesn't sound like it was. She did make it to the hospital. She was alive when she made it to the hospital. And they put her in an induced coma. And they prayed for a miracle. That's all they could do was just try to let her body heal and pray she would be okay. Wow. Yes. And meanwhile, back at the station, this fucking moron Sam is asking for contact solution to take his contacts out because his eyes are bothering him. Am I going to be able to get like my contact solution and take my contacts out and toothbrush? I don't think so. Feel for him. Really do. Yeah, like get real, bud. It's not well. It's not like he kissed her, Erica. So I know, but easy it's like on him. He's just like this guy's out of his mind. Like he's acting like that whole thing didn't just happen. Yeah, he's clearly not playing with the same full deck of cards the rest of us are. Yeah. So he also asked for this, which is outrageous to me, considering what he had just done to Ashley. Am I gonna get like a little private toilet because I can't pee when there's people around because my urinary stress disorder? Yeah, I don't know, Sam. Well, I'll I'll tell them that that's what you want, but I don't know if they'll be able to do that. I'll be I'll be miserable if I can't pee. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're fucking kidding me, right? (laughs) I love it. I'll be miserable if I can't pee. No, you won't, Sam. You know what miserable oh, is? Is what you've done to everybody else. Ashley, for oh, one, what God. you did to her family, what you did to the police officers that had to deal with, like, are you fucking shitting me? You want your own private toilet? You're not going to pee alone for the next, hopefully, ever. Yeah. Get used to it. Right? Like, start practicing, man, because you and Bubba aren't going to, 
you know, be having separate toilets. Way worse things are going to happen to you than having to pee by somebody. Bubba's going to pee in your butt, so get ready. <laughs> Grant, that was gross. <laughs> so that's how insane this guy is, is he thinks that he's going to get a private toilet and contact solution in prison. <laughs> oh, man. Prison must be, uh, what do you think prison happens there? Like, does he think it's a country club? I don't he know. it's going to be a nice time? I don't know. So he's charged with attempted first-degree murder and booked. Call it a day. They got him. Except for some stupid reason, he was granted bail. What? How much? $80,000. And his mommy paid it. So he got to go no home. No way. I swear to you. This motherfucker got to go home. He admitted to ki- to this. Like, yeah. he admitted it. Yeah. And he what? got- Yeah. And he got to go home while he waited for his trial. Unreal. Yeah. So while he was out on bail, he tried to commit suicide by taking a bunch of pills and then washing it down with a bunch of alcohol. And then he wrote, do not resuscitate on his chest with a marker. But of course, when the ENTs got there, they were like, well, we're still going to resuscitate you. Oh, did they really? Yeah. Unfortunately. That's dope. Well, but I mean, like, (laughs) he had to go to jail then. Like, that's pretty cool that he was like, I'm just going to write, do not resuscitate. And they're like, yeah, you, uh, you don't get to play that game, man. Yeah. But a lot of people think that this wasn't necessarily a, like a real attempt, that it might have been a ploy for trial, like so that he could maybe plead insanity or get some sort of sympathy. We don't know. Because it didn't work. He was deemed fit to stand trial. They were like, nope, you're fine. So... Surprisingly, after a month of being in the induced coma, Ashley woke up. She did? Yeah. Wow. But it was not rainbows and sunshine. She had to learn how to walk, talk, read, write, swallow. Even she couldn't even swallow. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was probably without oxygen for to her brain for at least several minutes, right? Yeah. Plus a broken neck. Oh, that's right, too. Yeah. And a traumatic brain injury. Like, Oh my gosh, poor thing. Yeah, but after a few years of really, really intense therapy and a lot of hard work, she made a complete recovery. Really? Like, back to pretty much normal? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she has lasting, you know, things that we physically can't see, but no, she's like totally functioning adult. Well... Yeah, tough cookie, huh? Wow. Yeah, I was definitely not expecting that. I... Was expecting much worse. So, wow, that's that's great that she was able to come back like that. Fantastic. Yeah. So instead of going to trial, though, Ashley's family agreed to a plea deal so that that way she wouldn't have to testify and deal with being cross-examined by defense attorneys and shit in court while she was trying to learn how to read, write, walk, and talk again. <sighs> Crazy. So Sam pled guilty, and he got 20 years. 20? Mm-hmm. That's it? Yep, he's eligible for parole next year. No way. Yeah, and he'll only be in his 40s. Still totally what? capable of killing people. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Idiot. Oh my Got god. Got so lucky that Ashley is like superhuman. Because he for sure murdered her. She just like happened yeah, to survive. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. He was just so bad at everything he couldn't even kill somebody no i think she was just so good at surviving i mean anybody else would be dead like how do how do you survive that that's even just laying out there for 30 hours in the elements like that and the freezing cold and the rain and i mean this this chick is like superhuman yeah absolutely i mean it's good that she survived but that's why he only got 20 years because it was attempted murder Instead of murder. But like I said, wow. it's it's good that she survived. She made a full recovery. She's married with kids now. She works. She volunteers with an organization that tries to combat violence against women. Like, she's she's awesome. 
And I saw an interview with her and she said that she doesn't remember anything about the attack or laying in the woods or the month in the coma. But what she does remember is that she was the one that was breaking it off with Sam. (laughs) Oh. She knew it was wrong and she felt guilty that she was cheating on her boyfriend and, you know, she just knew it was not the right thing and she decided to end it. So it wasn't him. It was her. Right. Yeah. So he just sucks all the way around. Yeah. And when she tried breaking it off, she didn't attack him. Yeah. He put her in a headlock. Yeah. So even in his final confession, he still lied. Yeah, of course. I mean, someone like this, you can never trust ever. I know. But like, even when he finally told the truth, it still wasn't the truth. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. He still tried to spin it to make himself look like, oh, it's not that bad. I didn't kiss her. (laughs) I know. That is one of the best things we've ever talked about. Just some moron who's fucking having sex with a a minor. But it's like, yeah, I didn't kiss her. Like... (laughs) Okay. And like, I know she was 17 and he was 26 and I'm like the last one who should be talking because my husband's like significantly older than me, but. (laughs) But you were, well, I was going to say you were adults when you met, but you weren't. No. You were both children when you met, so that makes it okay. No, but I'm saying like, it's not even necessarily the nine year age gap. It's the power. He took advantage of her. She was a young 17 year old girl and he was 26. Like he should have known better. Yeah, it maybe doesn't make him a pedophile, but it makes him a fucking loser and a creep. <laughs> if nothing else, yeah. Ugh. It's gross. It's totally gross. I remember being this age and like hearing about girls who were like talking to older guys who were, you know, close to this age maybe not quite this old but like 24 and it was like that's gross yeah like it's just it's gross all the way around none of you guys should be talking to each other in this way yeah well and the fact that he was a teacher like i know he wasn't her teacher anymore but it's like yeah just god it's so bad it's ethically real bad it's totally very legally pretty bad too but I mean, just like... (laughs) It is legally pretty bad. Yeah, it's just like, God, dude, like... And he knew it. That's what drives me. It's like, he knew it. Of course he did. That's why he's like, I can't let anybody find out about this, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. There's no question he knew about it. He thought about not being that guy before he was that guy. Like, of course he knew what he was doing. Yeah, not only is he like a creep and a loser, but he's also a super violent predator, and he is... He's also a creepy loser, too. Well, yeah, <laughs> but besides that, he's going to get out of jail soon. I don't like that. Yeah, so he's up for parole in 2024, and even if he doesn't make parole in 2024, he's scheduled to be released in 2027. Ugh, that's that seems soon, and I don't like that. 2027 sounds like it's soon, and that it is. Yeah, kind of sketchy. So... In another bit of bummery news that we're going to end you guys on is I would love to say, don't forget to change your Amazon smile to DNA Dough Project, but Uh, those days are over. Yeah. Jeff Bezos wants to go all the way to the moon or something. He's only been going to like the outer sphere of space. Now he wants to go all the way and become the man on the moon. Yeah. So he can't afford to give any more money to charity. Yeah. I know. They're not doing that anymore. (laughs) And they're probably not even doing that $5 donate to your driver thing either. So like, sorry, Amazon, you weren't like the world's biggest company already with the most profits. Like you couldn't help anybody else. They're like, oh, we want to make our our help last out more to more people. It's like how you were helping millions of companies. Is that not enough? Yeah, millions of nonprofits. Yeah, right. Exactly. It, I think it really is so that Jeffy can can shoot his way up. Yeah, that's what they're saying is that they're ending it so they can make bigger donations to less charities to fewer to make places. A bigger impact. Well, 
Yeah, so they can make a bigger impact. It's like, let us I'd like to see the numbers on that. Well, and like, I thought it was a great thing to let people choose where they made their big impact. You know, like that was yeah, awesome. Totally. And it was a great way to end a podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. But Amazon Smile is no more. So I don't know how we're going to end this. I'm just going to say the end or what? I don't know. I think we're going to have to figure out a new way for to end this. So don't forget to donate to DNA Dope Project. Visit us at our Instagram at From Crime to Crime, our TikTok at From Crime to Crime, our Twitter From Crime the Number Two Crime, or you can email us at From Crime to Crime Podcast at gmail dot com. Did I get them all that time? Did I nail it? Yep, oh, nailed it. Perfect. All right. Well then, I guess we're not. All right. We don't have anything else to say, do we? The end. Oh, we got to find something <laughs> for you. We can't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. 